آدم نے مرساد سالک اپنی خوشحالی پر خوش ہو کر اترائی نہیں تنگ حالی سے تنگ ہو کر گھبرائی نہیں بلکہ تقسیم الہی پر راضی رہے ادب نمبر سیون ڈیفکلٹ He should never lose hope and never feel constricted in those difficult conditions, but rather instead, in both sets of conditions, favorable and adverse, he should remain pleased and content with the distribution and decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number one, if this means in terms of dunya, it means that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends upon a person financial prosperity, ease, comfort, then that person should not forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person shouldn't lose himself in that status, in that power, in that fame, in that money, in that car, in that house, a person shouldn't lose what? A person shouldn't lose their miskini, their fakiri, their ubudiyat, they shouldn't lose their humble, they should remember the humbleness of their origins. And if a person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, puts a difficult time on them financially, so they have a financially tough time, they're not able to spend on things, even on the deen that they wish they could spend on, they may not have money to travel, they may not have money to go for umrah, they may not have money to do certain things, they shouldn't feel in any way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constricting them or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upset with them, nor should they feel in any way sad or depressed or let down, But instead, in both situations, they should, be have, they should have this sifat of raza barqaza. They should be pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be happy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala however He wishes to keep them. And their feelings should be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you wish to send some financial ease on me, then I'm happy with being the way you wish to be, see me. And if you wish to send some financial difficulty on me, then I'm happy being that way in which you wish to see me. Second meaning, however, is that it was referring to deen and is referring specifically to suluk and zikr. So what does that mean? That number one, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a person some feeling in their zikr, this is what we call bust and gums. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-basit, if he gives somebody bust in their zikr, it means that they start feeling things in their zikr. They feel their muraqabah, they're remembering Allah Ta'ala all day in wakuf al-qalbi. They're feeling Allah Ta'ala in their salah. When they read Qur'an, their words are leaping out at them, right? So that moment they shouldn't get all proud and they shouldn't think that they're Sufi sahab, muttaki sahab. They shouldn't think, they shouldn't enjoy and relish mm, They shouldn't celebrate themselves. They shouldn't celebrate themselves, but rather here again they should be humbled and humbly be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are giving me. Right? Just like none of us knows how to make ice cream or to manufacture ice cream. 
So if somebody puts it in front of us and lets us eat it, so just like that we should think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is putting the delights, the lutf and the lazat and halawat of the ibadat and zikr in front of us. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's gift to us. There was no might or power or ability in us. There was no istihqaq. We were not worthy or deserving. There was no sense of attainment in us. That's what it means. He shouldn't feel that he has attained, that he has accomplished, that he has arrived. Hmm? Instead, you should think that this is Allah subhanahu karam and fasl upon me, and who knows how long it will last. Secondly, similarly, then if a person feels a restriction, a kamz in their zikr, means that they're sitting for doing muraqabah, they don't feel anything. They recite their shrif, they feel nothing. They're standing in salah, and they're not able to feel any special thing. So at that time, they shouldn't lose hope. They shouldn't become, they shouldn't despair. They should view this also as a hal that has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is also a state that has befallen me according to wish and the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what does it mean to be pleased? It doesn't mean that a person doesn't try to get out of this, but it means that being pleased means they continue doing their ibadat. They still do muraqabah, even if they feel nothing. This is what many times we've explained to our Mashaikh say that you must be Abdul Latif and not Abdul Lutf. You shouldn't do muraqabah only when you feel something. So many times it happens, three, six months a person will take and finally the Rabbit does two lines. I used to do muraqabah for five, ten minutes but I didn't feel anything. It means that then I stopped doing it. Six months as it goes again. Hmm. So I'll give you an example. So when you're studying, let's just pretend few of you, it may be true, for few of you, let's just pretend you are really passionate about your major. Let's say you actually enjoy management, and you actually enjoy agricultural economics, and you actually enjoy accounting and finance, right? So those days that you are in the zone, and you're enjoying it, you're studying, and those days you don't enjoy it, you still study. Those days you don't enjoy it, you still study. You don't go, you don't go to your professor and say, yes, you know, I didn't show up for the final exam. Why? Because I just couldn't get in the zone. I couldn't enjoy my studies this term. <laughs> if he only took the exams when he's in the zone. So if we're like that about our studies, then we plug in anyway. We do the designing assignments that we enjoy and we do the ones that we don't enjoy. So persons do zikr and muraqabah and their ibadat and ma'mulat whether they enjoy them or not because they are the servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they're not doing it for lutf and lazat. They're doing it as ibadat and ubudiyat. Either way, second thing, another lesson here is that it's mentioning, and this is another meaning of the ayah that we just earlier in Dora Tafsir, تَلْكَ الْأَيَّامُ نُدَاوِلُهَا بَيْنَ النَّاسِ that these are changing conditions, changing fortunes that Allah Ta'ala keeps spinning on a person. So the ishara in this adab is that a person is going to go through ups and downs in their zikr. There are going to be moments when you feel something in your muraqabah. There are going to be days when you don't feel anything in your muraqabah. In all cases, in all conditions, we must remain pleased with Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Adab number out. Salik apne aslaaf ko kabhi kam nazri aur hakarat se na dekhe. 
Adab number eight, the traveler on this path should never ever view his pious predecessors as elders, either in a condescending way, or never should he view them in a critical way. What does this mean so a person shouldn't think? And here, there's many meanings of salaf. Aslaf first here means the akabar of the mashaykh of the sasana. Then a person shouldn't pick up or take some course. Sometimes it happens with some of the girls. They take some course and they hear something about one of the mashaykh or awliya or ulama or mafassireen. And all of a sudden, itna kacha talab. Did you know that Imam Bukhari spent his whole life to preserve Sunnah? And more orientalist writes one line about him and gives a reference from Zahabi or something so you realize, yes, this may have actually happened. And that's it. You start having negative feelings towards them. You start thinking critically about them. Or even worse, you condescend about them. So this is a big thing. This is talking about adab and ihtiram. That a person should never ever view. Another way is to think that I'm better. That okay, our Mashaikh, they explain it this way and I would explain it this way. Our Mashaikh came up with 30-something adab and I can come up with 31st and 32nd adab. Our Mashaikh thought that this was the way that the self should be, but actually I think it should be this way. What did they know? And you will see that almost all of the fitnas and firkas the fitnivali firkas and the firkivali fitnas hmm? they have this thing in common in them this thing they view the previous people as lower than them and they view the previous people with a state of disdain a state of condescension and to hide it they will pay lip service then in the mante but yethe magar that's so here a person is also being taught that another meaning of aslaf is those who preceded one in one's line. So what it means is that just like a person should feel about their parents also, about their spiritual parents and elders, is that whatever we are, we are because of our elders. Right? Even if you see some nukta in hadith, what enabled you to see that is because all of the muhaddisin did so much work and you were able to benefit from their work. You would have never been able to have seen that. You know, you can think like when a person walks into a room and they notice, or a person looks at a design and they notice that there's one space missing. But they could never have seen that unless the designer hadn't done everything else properly. They wouldn't have been able to notice that unless there was otherwise perfection in that. So we should never view our elders, it can be family elders, it can be spiritual elders, we should never view them in a diminutive gaze or critically or in a condescending way. Adam Dhammarno, Salak apne aapko mosiki or TV vagaira se bachaye or Quran mein ki lazat paane ke muttamanni rahe. Adam number 9, the Salak should, and we're going to add a little bit here. Salak should safeguard him or herself from music, TV, futile, har- haram internet, and futile and harmless, uh, futile and fruitless internet. And instead, they should be yearning and craving and hoping to experience the lazat of Quran al 
So first thing is that there's two things. One is obviously that type of media which is haram. So that is not even something that is an adab of tariqat. That is a hukum of shariat. That a person has to stay away from all types of haram media. TV, movies, etc. etc. Music. Right. Then there's another type of media which may not necessarily be haram. Well, let's even go so far as to say that there's another type of media which is not haram. But is what we call futile and fruitless, right? Has no benefit. Idle, vain, useless pastimes and pursuits. That a person has to stay away from that also, because that is costing them what? Not tawfiq, but that is costing them the lizzat of ibadah. So this is something that we had done earlier with you, that it's only when a person learns to cut off the pleasures of this world that they will feel the pleasures of the deen. It's only when they cut off the pleasures of their nafs that they can feel the pleasures of their ruh. It's only for some people when they cut off the pleasures of their akal that they can feel the pleasures of their ruh. If that person keeps surfing internet news sites for one, two hours a day, they won't be able to get the pleasure of tarjaman tafsir. If they're surfing random YouTube videos, right, during the day, then they won't be able to get that. Pleasure from listening to Dilawat Quran. You can just see that person who has been watching YouTube videos for one, two hours. You tell him, okay, for ten minutes, listen to all on the internet, listen to Quran. He won't be able to do it. Maybe he'll listen to it for one or two minutes, and again he'll go back to the video. He won't be able to do it. So it means that the Mashaikh were teaching us that all of these other attachments, they come at a cost, and that is the cost of the attachment to our deen. All of these other pleasures, they come at a cost, and that cost is feeling the pleasure, the lazat, the lutf, the enjoyment in our ibadah. If there is a person boy or girl, man or woman, who is still living with her parents or living in some type of extended family system, right? Living in any sense with some relatives and they have a TV, right? So this is something that a person shouldn't take lightly until you can, the solution is that you have to actually you must have some space which you call your own home, whether that is a portion, whether that is a floor, whether that is a wing, but that has to be completely free of TV. Yes, if your home is Shriya compliant and Bahu and Saas love one another, then bedroom Sikam Hosakta. But if your home is not Shriya compliant and or Bahu and Saas don't love one another, then Ek bedroom Sikam Neosakya. You must have your own world, your own abode, your own realm, your own pad. Hmm? Until you can make that happen, but you must make every effort to make that happen. If you're stuck in such a situation, whereas the family environment or the extended family environment is one of TV and music. Until you can make it happen, then you have to try to stay away from those rooms and those times in which the TV is playing. If, for, if your parents 
feel that they force you that you must sit there and you must try to sit with them when they're watching something like news as opposed to some type of drama or musical program or something like that. And even then you should try to sit at an angle in which you cannot really notice the TV. And especially those of you who are married and have children, then the negative effect of TV on children is phenomenal. And you will notice that when you don't have a TV and one of your children has a friend who has TV. You can keep your child away from TV for years. All they have to do is spend one day with a friend at their house, at the house of a friend who has TV and within one day, within one day the effect of that TV comes upon them. So we should not underestimate how much TV and music should be avoided. No matter how much, and that's going to come tomorrow, that's the next other. No matter how much a person may chastise you, may call you extreme, may call you intolerant, may call you unreasonable, may call you crazy. TV and music have to be abstained from at all costs, at all costs. Only thing you can do for children is computer games, halal computer games, which means non-violent and non-addictive. Two things, non-violent and non-addictive and ideally educative but at the very least non-violent and non-addictive computer games that is something that doesn't have a spiritual nuksan on the children that is something that, that is an alternative that you can keep in your homes for your children instead of uh, TV and music and those type of things music is so harmful as well that you can keep your child away from music for years and the school just has to have one function in which there's music and that one day in which the school has a musical function, it has an effect. So this is why the ulama and mashayikh, it wasn't some closed-mindedness. The second music was invented, they were extremely against it. And the second TV was invented, they were extremely against it. This was their basirat. This was their marifat. This was their deep understanding. Because they weren't looking. These other people, they can't see what these old you are looking at, they were looking at the spiritual damage these type of technological media cause. Right. So we should not underestimate it at all. And even if some of us may have a wife who's addicted to TV and music, then one has to try one's best to try to wean her off of that. And this should be a major, major goal that a person has.